Let's get real. Being a boudoir photographer is a lifestyle. Everything that we do or feel in our business inadvertently melts into our personal lives. Hi, I'm Bethany. I'm a boudoir photography coach that helps other boudoir photographers thrive and bring clarity to their work, life, and everything in between. I share about the insane highs and crashing lows of having a boudoir photography business and in life. It's like joining your bestie for a cup of your favorite matcha almond milk latte and talking all things this boudoir photographer life has to offer. Hey photographer, you can now take the guesswork out of the pricing mystery. Because sometimes we wonder, is this really profitable? Am I going to be making money from this? Or is all of this going to go into the product that I create for my client? So I created a simple profitable price list just for you. In these done for you price lists, there are three different levels that will make you profitable during your ordering appointments. And they are priced for you to print high end quality products from Graphy Studio. Each level offers similar products just at a higher price point that works for you. My favorite one is level three. If you're interested in this $10 guide, I included it in the show notes. No pressure. This price list has helped me reach six figures in my boudoir photography business, and I want the same for you. Just stick to the guide and don't worry about anything else. If you have any questions, you can DM me on Instagram at Bethany Quinn Studios. That's also in the show notes. And a word of warning when it comes to pricing, people will think you're expensive, but there are also people out there who will think a $50 experience is too expensive. These are not your people. You're not into this to be a charity. You're in business to create the life of your dreams. You don't have to serve everyone. Some people just want a sixth, fifth avenue experience for Walmart prices. It's not going to work, so go ahead and let them go. I'm giving you permission to do so. So if you're interested, once again, no pressure. That link to the guide is only $10 and it's in the show notes. Now, let's get back to the episode. I started with so many unknowns and so much uncertainty, but I was sitting on these experiences that I had been do that I've been I've had during these boudoir sessions where women would share their deepest insecurities, their trauma, and their stories as to why they wanted to do a boudoir session with me. We've all heard of the 40 over 40 with a gala event at the end, but I wanted to go deeper. I wanted the women I was photographing to be comfortable sharing their life stories, so like in personal information, and how they've grown to feeling confident in themselves. The word fearless popped into my head one day as I was brainstorming how I could make this experience my own, like my own flair. I put a specific number on how many women I wanted to photograph and an age range. I came up with fearless. 40 women over 30 shared their tales of courage. I created a landing page for it with the details and an application for them to apply. Now, why not just a contact form? Why did I have them apply? Because if they wanted to do a session like this, I had to make sure that they were invested in it. There was also a retainer fee that they had to pay in order to be a part of this experience. So once they applied, 
uh, we would reach out to them to let them know that we'd like their application and invited them to have a phone consultation with either me or my assistant. There were no, there were definitely more no's than yeses. And I had to keep pushing through those no's to get a yes. There were people who told us that this should be free. And I second guessed myself throughout this entire launching process, but it's not free for me to put a shoot, to put on a shoot. I have a hair and makeup artist. That's a part of the service that was promised. I had a studio, I had studio rent that I needed to pay and they were offered either as like the prints or sorry, they were also offered either like a digital file or a free print at the time or with a print credit to get more images. So let me touch on this for a second because this is something I've learned from photographing 40 to 50 women the past year. And coaching other boudoir photographers too, I've heard stories where they feel bad for charging a retainer fee. I know not everyone feels this way because I don't feel bad anymore. <laughs> but this process is something that is to be held sacred. Yes, they can take their photos with their iPhone or their camera that they got for Christmas for free, but the missing element is you, your unique perspective, your unique eye. It's something to be respected. You're being respectful to them and yourself by charging because this process deserves respect. These women are putting themselves in a vulnerable position and it's our job to make her feel safe and to produce the most gorgeous images you possibly can for them. That requires money to do. Your business isn't Walmart, so please don't run it like it is, okay? Also, prices are non-negotiable. If someone wants to buy a pair of Louboutins, do they negotiate the prices with the designer? No, and they can't even really reach the designer anyway, but still, they're not going to try to negotiate with someone at Saks Fifth Avenue to lower the price of these Louboutins. So they save up for it, and then they make the purchase. Treat your service the exact same way, because prices are absolutely non-negotiable. Anyway, it doesn't matter how much money someone makes. It's about whether or not they value the work you're creating for them and the experience that you're creating for them. So my goal was 40 women to sign up for this and I made it to 37 and you know what? I was happy with that. No one judged me for this. It was a process that started in December of 2022, no, 2021, December. And then I picked it back up in April. Uh, yeah, because 2022, it really took off. Um, so I picked it up in April due to COVID. Um, I did a Facebook ad and a couple of photos that looked like my dream clients that I wanted for this type of project and it took off. I photographed women all through 2022 and 2023 for this and it was amazing. They were buying more images during their re reveal appointments where I show them their photos the same day as their session. Now this was also getting the attention of women that wanted to do a boudoir session, but they didn't want to be a part of the project. And I still photographed them as well. So um, then going back to um, after their session, I sent them a four part questionnaire that I would uh, form paragraphs out of the answers. Then we selected the photo they wanted to use for the gala. I would only make suggestions if they were up for it. Then that would be their image that would be on display for everyone to see. But early this year, I put the deposit on a venue. That's when things got very, very real. 
the entire time I was thinking, can I pull this off? Is this enough? What I'm offering, is it enough? I planned little chunks at a time to work on the gala during the week um, throughout the next couple of months. So when the week of the Gaelic event came up, I was cool as a cucumber. I wanted the event to raise money for a local animal shelter by selling raffle tickets to a session and also having a silent auction. Well, we ended up raising close to $400 for them. The event required ticket sales. For the women that were a part of the project, they received two complimentary tickets to the event, which I wasn't relying heavily on the proceeds of the ticket sales because I knew the bulk of the people that were going to be there were going to be the clients. But it was a pretty like even like 50-50 people that have worked with me before, people that have weren't a part of this project that had worked with me before and they brought their friends. It was really just like this big marketing event for my um, for my business. It was really cool. Uh, so uh, they get the two complimentary tickets to the event. Then if they wanted to purchase more for friends, they were able to do that. It was a 21-year-old plus up. Sorry, 20, 21 years old and up. <laughs> uh, and also a black tie event because we had a cash bar. So I wasn't going to have people show up either and their overalls scratching their bellies looking at the gallery of half and some fully nude photos of my clients. As I mentioned, we had a cash bar, uh, the gallery of images. My hair and makeup artists had a table of their own to pass out beauty products and start, they had their own little promotion going because they were going to do like a beauty, um, like a beauty day, um, like a day of education for their clients. Uh, We had gift bags and I created and sold magazines of the gallery along with stories of each of the women. Now, my dear friend and photographer, Lisa Schifrin, flew out from Baltimore to help me set up and kind of like just man the photo booth. She just kind of filled in wherever I had a missing, like I feel like I needed to be there or um, if I needed help with anything. And I couldn't have done set up without her and my husband. Set up flew by. We got done early and walked across the street to get dinner before we got ready and I shared with Lisa, what if no one shows up as I'm staring into my dinner of ahi tuna? And she's like, what are you talking about? There's over 88 people that are coming. So just to give you perspective, I was second guessing myself the entire time, but I did it anyway. You can do things scared, just do them. <laughs> Every I do just about, like, you know, about 90% of what I do, what I create here, I started out terrified. But if we let the perfectionism piece get into the way, um, you know, my, my philosophy is done is better than perfect. And we can add in details later to make it the way we want it to. So as long as we are going forward with forward momentum, we're set up, we're already starting. So it gives us a leg up. So as I was getting ready, um, more magazine, a local women's magazine showed up to get ready to do the interviews with the attendees. And I'm so glad that they were there to enhance the experience. We were all ready to go when the first attendee started shuffling in. My assistant was checking people in as the, the door started filling with gorgeous people. I had to step in and help her out. That's when the excitement began. I would come out from the behind the check-in table, chat and give hugs to my clients I haven't seen for months. I was on fire. 
I've never talked to so many people in one night aside from maybe our wedding. And I'm an introvert, okay? Yeah, I'm an introvert. And that night was just, the venue was just buzzing with music, which also made me a little emotional when I turned it on the speaker and we were getting things ready because my vision for this event was coming in hot. And there were a large group of people that were perusing through the gallery at one point, reading the participant stories. Some were brought to tears, others were inspired. It felt like a dream. It was so surreal. So we had the event from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And at 10 p.m., there were still people camped out at some of the tables we had, and we had to start tearing down. (laughs) After we packed everything up from the event, I was sitting in the backseat of our van and I was like, I can't believe it's over. Wow, I really did it. It was amazing. And it turned out to be something I had never imagined. The venue owner came up to me after the event and told me congratulations and everyone looked really, really great. And then I was like, okay, he's supposed to say that. And he's like, you should be really proud of yourself because these are the type, not every event gets pulled off the way that you pulled it off. These are the type of events that we like to host here and we would love to have you again. And they were saying that this was the mission that they could get behind, which I, I started crying. It was a very emotional, <laughs> emotional packed evening. Um, but I wasn't expecting that, uh, at all. Um, I was just thinking like, oh yeah, of course he's just trying to have like some good customer service and everything. And he's just like, oh, nope, actually this is like one of the best events we've ever done, which was insane to hear. So I had a hard time sleeping after the event because I was still buzzing. Everyone was really happy from participating and touched at the same time. Then the following day, I took Lisa to the airport and came home excited to reach out to the winners of the silent auction items. Now, I'm not sharing this with you to brag at all. I'm sharing this with you to show you what's possible for you. It's important to know that there are a lot of feelings that were felt by me that a lot of people going through this process don't really share. It's usually like, you know, they might've had a bad experience with some of the people as far as like the venue goes, or there was some like thing that kept them from having a good time or whatever. But a lot of people don't share like the emotions that come up during this side. And especially when it comes to the buildup of the actual gala itself. Um, what was I going to say? Um, even though it was something I had never done before and I was scared through the entire process that I did make it happen and you can too, you can blow yourself out of the water. You can create something amazing when you're second guessing yourself at the same time, you can prove yourself wrong and you may blow your hair back and surprise everyone, (laughs) your own hair back. So I came up with a hearty list because this, if you were thinking about pursuing something like this, there's a lot to consider. It is very intimidating if you haven't done this before, (coughs) excuse me, starting out. So here's just some things to keep in mind if you are thinking about doing something like this. Let me get a sip of my coffee really quick. Okay. 14 things to keep in mind if you decide to do a gala yourself. Number one, always execute what you promise to your clients because there is nothing worse than being like, oh yeah, it's going to do that. We're going to do this, 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 and then you don't do it. 
So I like to always under promise and over deliver. Number two, feel the feelings and do it scared and do it anyway, because what if we don't do it? I mean, we could have, we could be missing out on something really, really amazing. Number three, keep it small, keep it simple. It doesn't have to be this insane event where there's a speaker, a band or a DJ, or even a dance floor. You don't have to have that. You can just make it the gallery if you want, whatever you want it to be, It whatever your vision is. Number four, have some kind of charity in mind that you'll be raising money for. Number five, if you're selling magazines at your gala, you can keep that money for yourself or you can donate it to the sales of the charity of your choice. We did, I think we did all proceeds go for, for the magazine, but you can make it whatever you want. Number six, having a silent auction and raffle were big sellers. So what I did was we were raffling off a session because I was like, I just want to like make sure we have like tons of money to give to this charity. And what I did was, um, I just thought of it like last minute, I had this like roll of tickets that I was like, oh, we should raffle something off. Ooh, let's raffle off a session. Of course, of course. So then we had it set up to where it was like, you could get five, you pay us $5 for a ticket, or you could do four tickets for $20. And since everyone keeps, it seems like everyone keeps a $20 bill in their wallet or something of that regard. Um, they, it was easy. It was like a no brainer. So that's one way that we really raised a lot of funds for the charity that we uh, put on. Okay. Number seven, don't pay attention to what other photographers are doing or the naysayers that don't believe in what you're doing. Unless you're like partnering up with someone for your gala, because it does have to be like, everyone has to be on board with everything. I wanted it to be, because originally I was going to do sponsorships and at the end of the day, I wanted full control of everything. I had a vision for where it was going and um, I'm really glad I did it that way. So even if you can't get sponsorships, then even better. Um, not necessarily even better, but it does help, uh, take care of the, uh, bulk of what things cost to put on the gala. So number eight, if people that have never done this before are telling you, you should do this or that, don't listen to them. You have a specific vision in mind. Only take what resonates and leave what doesn't, what does not. Um, I feel like this was something that really, like everyone wants to give you their two cents when they haven't even done the process themselves. You should do this. You should give away a session. You should do blah, 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 blah. Oh, I should. Okay. Are you, um, helping out at all with this project? No. So, um, I also had a lot of like, so what's, what are we doing at this gala? Like, what are, what are, what is the plan? It's just like, it's an open house event. You can come in and leave whenever you want. It's just as simple as that. Number nine, do the, don't do this on your birthday because people will be sending you messages during the day while you're setting up on top of the attendees sending you messages about the event. I had to put my phone away as I was setting up because I would have gotten really far behind because I did put it like the gala, my gala was on my birthday. Number 10, do have an email sequence set up prior to your event. That way people know what to expect. The dress attire. Um, I didn't give away all the details, but I wanted to keep, because I wanted to keep some things a surprise, like the raffle and some of the silent auction things. 
Number 11, if you have a scheduled event, have a brief outline of when things are scheduled. So then people can, if they are running late, they're like, oh, I want to make sure that I show up for this or that I'm here on time for this. So just to keep that in mind. Number 12, uh, keep it co-ed. I loved getting to meet the partners of my clients. That was so fun. And to receive the kind of hear their feedback because you never hear the feedback from the partner. Uh, at least I never do. So it was cool to meet them in person. And then they are actually thanking you for the amazing images you created for their partner. Number 13, for the love of God, have help. <laughs> I thought I could do this all by myself, but having two extra people there for setup made it fly by. I also had help with checking people in at the door. I had, pe I had help photographing the event and the cash bar was something that the venue provided and did on their own. It was just like, here's a fee for this bar. Here's the type of bar you can have. Which one do you want? And then they just took care of the rest of it. It was amazing. My assistant was checking in people at the door and telling people about sessions. So if anyone had any questions about it, I could just send them to her and I could just keep the conversation going. So I'd be like, okay, go check in with Sarah. If you're interested in a session, go check in with Sarah. She has all the details up there. So then I could keep mingling and she would be the one that would be like, hey, yeah, this is what it entails. Do you want to do a shoe? La da 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 da. Um, and this was also a really great way for people who are curious about booking with you um, to get them in the door and to see the experience that these women have had and to read about their experience leading up to their boudoir session. And um, it was just like a really great way to market your business, my business. It was amazing. I never looked at it like that. I was like, yes, it's about the people and it was about the people, but it was also about me too. So that was really amazing. So finally, number 14, shout this from the rooftops. I shared this gala with people who have similar audiences, though I didn't get, as I mentioned before, I didn't get as many sponsorships, but I did receive donations from businesses for the silent auction and the local women's magazine was, they were doing the interviews with the attendees. So only do it if it is aligned with your vision. All right, I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Boudoir Business Education. If you like what you hear, please rate us wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to share your win of the week, follow the link in the show notes to record your message for a chance to be featured on the podcast. Special thanks to Sarah Wilkie, podcast editor and multimedia artist. Baby Quinn Photography, a black and white boudoir photography studio that helps the modern woman feel more confident in her own power.